What's more refreshing than spring rain? What's more entertaining than watching clouds move? Or more fun than a big box of isobars? Look no further. Welcome to the Weather Jazz Podcast. Here's Andre. Andre. Monday, everybody. Welcome to Weather Jazz, a world audience podcast, mostly about weather, science, occasionally earth science, astronomy, and yes, from time to time, other topics that are completely of my choosing. However, as I always like to say, I like to present those topics in a way that will at least be of some interest to you, the listener. Thanks for joining me today on this Monday, July 11th, 2022. Today is episode number 345. I am your host and the creator of the Weather Jazz Podcast, Andre Bernier, and I'm the senior meteorologist on staff with WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio. Well, let's take care of some short Term items for Northeast Ohio for those of you tuning in from Ohio. And we'll review June first and foremost, only because our initial forecast called for a cool and somewhat stormy start to the summer, where most of the severe weather would occur early in the summer season. And as we progressed into July, a more normal month. And then into August, a drier and hotter than normal month. But obviously, long-range forecasts can sometimes get many monkey wrenches thrown into it because so many of the parameters are contingent on many other things, many other things that can change with time or that are unforeseeable. Okay. Given that, let's look at June. We thought it would be a slightly cooler than normal and wetter than normal month. However, that didn't exactly work out that way. Let's look at the stats for the month of June. In hindsight, we ended up near normal in terms of temperature, about 0.8 degrees above normal. We predicted that we'd be on the cool side of things, if anything, So that didn't exactly work out the way we intended. We also thought that it might be a stormy month, that the storm track would be active, we'd have a lot of severe weather, and we'd end up, at the very least, near normal, if not above normal, precip. Precipitation departure from normal for the month of June in Cleveland, 1.28 inches below normal. Hmm. So the greatest error in terms of monthly temperature and precip belong to precip. We thought for sure that it would be a much wetter month, and it turned out to be pretty dry. We started out with a lot of soil moisture on June 1st, and by the end of the month, we were edging towards drier than normal across most of the Buckeye State. All right, July so far, the first 10 days of July, near normal temperature, Near normal precip. Now that's working out pretty well. However, 
what do we look like moving forward? So that's going to be the topic that we attack in the medium term and perhaps slightly longer term, basically the rest of the summer, when we come back right after this break. And we are back. And before we get into some of the nitty gritty of the soil moisture indices, both short and long term, First, a little bit of interesting news that may interest a lot of our listeners here at Weather Jazz. Since over the course of the past several months, we've been digging into the solar system via many avenues. However, as far as astronomy goes, there is some big, and I do mean big, astronomical news out there today, July 11th. Because coming on July 12th, tomorrow... The very first images are going to be released from the new Webb Space Telescope. And this is going to be quite an upgrade from the Hubble Space Telescope, which incidentally was an excellent telescope once that corrective lens was brought to it via the, the Space Shuttle Program. One of the Space Shuttle Programs brought this corrective lens. Perhaps you'll remember when they first launched the Hubble Space Telescope and started to fire up its optics, that's when they noticed that it was way out of focus and there was nothing that they could do about it other than the fact that they would have to fly a corrective lens, almost like when we need some corrective glasses, since the problem was the way that the mirror was ground. It was ground improperly with calculations that were done improperly and obviously in hindsight you can't easily go up there retrieve it and pull it back down so the next best thing was that the scientists devised a way once they figured out what the error was to fit it with a pair of glasses and that worked reasonably well some of the images from Hubble really really outstanding but this Webb Space Telescope will outdo that one. And the first images, as we wait with collective breaths held, will be released on Tuesday. Should be really interesting. But right now, let's focus on the soil moisture, in particular in the USA. The long-term soil moisture indices, the Palmer indices that look forward and try to predict on a much more grand scale... In other words, over the course of 6, 12, 24 months, what the soil profile looks like when you average it all out. It does not look at the short-term soil moisture. That is the first map you're going to see on weatherjazz.com, episode number 345, short-term. Notice that there are some parts of the desert southwest that are near normal, even Wetter than normal. However, the next map is the long-term Palmer Drought Index. This one shows almost every place in the desert southwest, in the south-central states, really suffering with a long-term problem with the amount of water. Now, that's key, and here's why. Where that heat dome, the dry heat dome positions itself, will be affected by the soil moisture content. If the soil moisture is sufficient, 
in, say, the desert southwest, that means that the heat dome, if it tried to develop, would evaporate some of the moisture and you would get the monsoonal thunderstorms and cloud cover and the heat dome would try to then propagate in another direction, basically where it is a little more friendly. But here's the deal. There is so little moisture right now in the southwest and in the south-central states that once that high-pressure zone, the one at 18,000 feet, what we call the Winslow Loft area, or 500 millibars, that heat dome or high-pressure system, once it parks there, would begin to feed on itself because you have some very hot temperatures, you have a lot of sunshine, and already very little long-term moisture. And what little moisture there is will be evaporated, and once that's gone... That high-pressure system will have a tendency to basically sit and park itself there. It's what we know as a positive feedback system. It's a system that feeds on itself and produces the conditions that make its very existence even easier. Now, I'll also put the 8- to 14-day outlook that was recently released by the Weather Service basically looking into the last half of July. And you will see a rather interesting heat dome positioned almost in the center of the country with a slight edge or tendency to move toward the eastern Rockies and then down into the south-central states. This is that positive feedback system that we were talking about. This is going to be real interesting to see where, in fact, it ends up in the month of August. Really about the only thing that will break down this positive feedback system would be something in the tropics that would basically bust this high-pressure system up to the point where it will either have to move because of the tropical system and or because of the moisture deposited. Because tropical systems do have a tendency to develop an awful lot of moisture and drop it in a certain region. So if you have a a very active tropical system in the Gulf Coast states, for instance, that moves to the northwest, has landfall in Texas, and then moves northwest into New Mexico and Colorado, you're going to have a lot of moisture suddenly available to shut down that long-term high-pressure system or that heat dome aloft. So we're going to watch with great interest what the tropics do this weekend. I think that pretty much holds the key as to what exactly happens with this positive feedback system that we're seeing trying to develop in Texas, New Mexico, and up into Colorado and Utah and Arizona. Again, the maps will be made available on weatherjazz.com, episode number 345. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's episode, a little bit of science news and something to anticipate for tomorrow, and some interesting delving into medium and long-range forecasts using a look-see at the soil moisture profile of the United States. And of course, we're waiting for the tropical season to get going, and we're going to see where it gets going and what role exactly it's going to have in essentially spelling out what we're seeing going into the month of August. All very interesting. Well, do you have a question or a topic suggestion or you'd like to chime in 
about this summer, wherever you might be. And it might be in Washington State or California or Colorado or New Mexico or New England or Florida. Would love to hear from you. What are you observing? I'd love to hear from you. You can reach me, weatherjazz at yahoo.com and also via the Weather Jazz Podcast Audience Connect line. That number is 234-525-5888. Listen to the prompts and let me know what's on your mind. Science Wednesday coming up in just a couple of days, and we'll be heading back to the solar system. And yes, we are heading back to the sun at least one more time. And this time, we'll take a deep dive into sunspots. Get ready. We'll see you on Wednesday. In the meantime, stay cool. And as the late Dick Goddard used to say, remember the pets outside. Make sure they have fresh water. And if it gets too hot outside, make sure you provide a way for them to stay cool. And if that means bringing them inside into an air-conditioned environment, oh, please do so. And a reminder, don't ever leave your pets or your young ones in a car by themselves alone in the summertime. We've seen the results time and time again, and those results are heartbreaking. All right, everybody, stay cool, and we'll see you on Wednesday right here on Weather Jazz. Weather and science across the globe. The Weather Jazz Podcast.